you are now entering the Podglomerate. Hello and welcome to Plus 7 Intelligence, the show about how games impact people. My name's Chess. Today I'm excited to talk about an app that I actually use called Habitica. It's a gamified task app. It helps you keep track of your day-to-day tasks, your goals, what you want to achieve, and it's all based on a video game. I'll describe it a little bit so you can follow along with the rest of the interview In Habitica, you have three categories of things that you want to do with your life. You have have your to-do list, so that's obvious, that's tasks that you know you need to accomplish. You have dailies, which are things that you need to do on a recurring basis. And you also have habits, and habits are things that you might do multiple times in a day. They might be bad habits that you want to keep track of when you do those. They might be good habits that you want to do more. So you have three different categories and you have an avatar just like a classic JRPG in the nice pixel art. If you do bad habits or you miss your schedule for dailies, your character will lose health. But when you check things off your to-do list when you do your dailies, when you do good habits, it gives you rewards in the form of gold and XP. Gold allows you to buy rewards, which I'll explain those in a minute, and XP allows you to level up your character, which leads to unlocking more capabilities, allowing you more ways to regain health or block damage or get even more rewards. And the game lets you customize your challenges, and your rewards. So if you have a habit that's particularly tricky for you, you can call that a high-priority one, and it'll give you more rewards. And you can also define what the rewards are. The rewards can be things that are within the app, that are within the game. So if you want to buy something for your character so it looks cool, that could be a reward. But it also lets you assign value to real-world rewards that you can give yourself. So for instance, if you really like chocolate cake, you can set that as your reward. You can say that a slice of chocolate cake costs 10 gold. So after you have accomplished enough of your habits and goals to get 10 gold, then you can spend those gold to reward yourself. The game is set up that you can define rewards and challenges that are meaningful and motivating for you. I just find this a really cool app, a really cool system, and it's a direct way that video games have been applied to real life. I'm going to be talking with the creator of Habitica about why he created it, what he learned through it, all sorts of really interesting things. And stay tuned through the end of the episode because I have a surprise. Also, one note before the interview, I actually re-recorded my entire section of the interview So things might sound a little bit weird, but trust me, the way that I sounded that day, because my voice was basically entirely gone, you'll be grateful that you didn't have to hear that. And I'm so grateful with Tyler that he he tolerated with how terrible my voice sounded. So for this, I just decided to just replace everything that I said. I re-recorded everything as close to the original as I could. With all of that out of the way, 
Let's get into the interview. Okay, I'm here with Tyler Rennell. He is a software developer who founded Habitica, which is a gamified task app slash website. So thanks for coming on the show, Tyler. Thanks for having me. What inspired you to start Habitica? Uh, bad habits. So I was trying to form good habits and eliminate bad habits. Um, this is about 2012. It's been an ongoing effort, of course, most of my life. Um, I think 2011, it was coming to a head. I was trying to come up with a systematized approach. So I was reading all those, you know, habit formation books. And one thing I'd read, I can't remember where, had suggested using a a spreadsheet, like a color-coded spreadsheet to track uh, habits that you're trying to improve on each day. So if you go to the gym, you add a plus one. If you miss that gym, you minus minus one. And then it would... uh, it had a, it had some sort of cell formula where the color of each cell would turn red if things were getting into the negatives and, you know, green if they're getting into the positives. And the idea was, um, the idea was to, f- so that you could focus on the things that you're, where you're lacking. You could focus on things where you're doing poorly, look at the red cells and kind of ease up on the greens. So it wasn't gamified. It was a spreadsheet and I had picked it up from somewhere and I don't remember where, unfortunately, because I have due credit to give someone. And then so I turned that, you know, I turned that into a web app uh, just on my local host on my own computer for me for the first six months. Um, Instead of using a spreadsheet, I just used little, uh, you know, I used Bootstrap and Angular. Uh, No, at the time it was Derby. I was experimenting with Derby.js, which was a web uh, web app framework, um, front end and back end and database all all in one. It's kind of comparable to a framework today called Meteor. So I used it kind of as a way to experiment with new technology, turn that spreadsheet into a web app. And uh, my coworkers were interested in it. They would look over my shoulder as I was, you know, doing uh, pluses and minuses, things were turning red and turning green. They were interested in it. I gave them access just kind of over the local area network. And they gave me suggestions over time, like add a, what about if you added a little character and he could level up? And that, I think that was the turning point was adding a character that can level up. So plusing and minusing attribute, you know, uh, habits and dailies turned into plusing experience points in addition to the color coded habits and dailies and minusing health. And that was, I think, the turning point. That was in 2012. So I released it as a web app online at habitrpg.com. It used to be called Habit RPG. It was renamed as Habitica fairly recently. And uh, it got a lot of uh, attention. I just like posted on Reddit if anybody, you know, product, our productivity, our, you know, st- stuff about habits. So if anybody's interested here, I got a whole thing. And people started playing with it. They really liked it. And um, I didn't prepare for that at all. So my server was crashing every second. <laughs> and I said, oh, my gosh, guys. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't ant- I actually didn't plan on it being a product, you know, like a, a product that people use. Um, it was open source. So I said, if, if anyone's interested in maintaining this or taking it over, here's the code. Put it on your own server. Fix it up. You know, I'm glad you found it useful, but I'm not interested in maintaining this. It was just for fun and just for my own purposes. And somebody suggested, why don't you start a Kickstarter and see how that goes? That'll be, you know, that'll tell you whether or not to proceed. So indeed, I started a Kickstarter and it succeeded at $45,000. And the rest is history. Yeah, that's great. So you said it was a friend or a coworker who kind of gave you the idea to create a character 
that would be the center of the progression of Habitica. Were there other games that inspired you once that idea kind of took root? Yeah, for sure. I was, so I'm a Super Nintendo role-playing kind of guy. Um, so I loved Chrono Trigger and um, Secret of Mana and uh, all those things. Um, there was one game in particular that I played a lot. Nobody knows this game. It's called Nexus, the Kingdom of Winds. It's a Korean R- R- uh, MMORPG. Really old, but it has like that really classic class system. The four classes, you could be warrior, healer, rogue, uh, or mage. And like uh, the weapons and armor system was very basic. You know, for every 10 levels or so, there is a weapon you get for your class. And so everybody, you know, unlike World of Warcraft, where there's a bazillion pieces of armor floating around um, and a gazillion spells you can have and different skill trees, um, Nexus was super simple. It was for, you know, for every 10 level slot you're in, there is that that 10 level slots weapon and armor, you know, headpiece, chest piece and spell. So you get 10 spells by the time you're level 100, you get 10 armor and weapons by the time you're level 100 so that was kind of that was kind of what i started playing with was okay so we got you know we got a very simple gamified habit tracker habits dailies to do's let's make a system so they can let's let's i'm so i was like let's make a system that um can hook them a little bit more so it feels a little bit more real it's not just points that mean nothing the points mean something and so that was the introduction introduction of the gold system where you could purchase weapons and armor. And an alternative thing you can purchase with a goal system is custom rewards. Depends on the person. Different people like the in-game rewards, kind of the, the true gamification system. And some other people like to use it a little bit more tied to life. So, you know, for every 30 gold pieces I earn by doing good things like going to the gym and not smoking, I can buy a beer. So it's they reward themselves at the end of the day, they want to feel like they, you know, they got their video game time because they did their homework. I think that part, that was a really good sticking point for a lot of people was the reward system. And then it started to get maybe a little bit, <laughs> then it started to spiral out of control is open source on GitHub. Um, and everybody came to the, you know, everybody joined the conversation. And at the time, this was somewhat new of a concept. I think gamification is all over the place now. You find it in every web app. There were there there were two competitors that I actually did not know about at the time. One was Life RPG, a Windows a Windows app, and another one uh, was Epic Win, an iPhone app. And Epic and, and they played a little bit differently than Habitica. So Epic Win was a little bit more, I guess, visually appealing and a little bit less complex. Um, more animations and graphics and fun and sound effects and all that stuff. So that, that would be like the casual gamers on the one side, right? Uh, mobile app casual gamers. And then on the other side was Life RPG, which was really hardcore. It was had a really complex gaming system mechanic. And it's it's for the people who were like, like the idea of Habitica, but want to go even deeper. I think Life RPG is kind of for them. Um, but it had like a poor UI. It didn't really have great like graphics layer on top. So Habitica fell right in the middle. And so, like I said, I didn't know about these guys uh, to start. So I think I think of those three: Habitica, Life RPG, and Epic Win is kind of the beginning of this um, gamification movement, at least in the habit tracking space. 
And so, you know, people came to GitHub and they all had a bunch of ideas. Uh, you know, game, gamifying life is kind of an interesting uh, concept. And people said, well, I've got some ideas about how you could tie it even closer to life. What if there was a class system? You know, if the stuff you focus on is highly in- intellectual, like if you're a student and you're trying to improve habits around studying, what if we had a class system where those people would become mages? And if you're focusing on fitness, those guys would become warriors. You know what I mean? If you're if you're very into um, business development and trying to launch a startup, you know, money, that's a, that's a rogue. <laughs> so it was it was kind of fun. It was all these ideas were coming at me a million miles an hour. And I was like, I, I loved all of them. So we just uh, it was open source. So people started contributing. Lots of coders came to the fray, lots of artists and designers. And we just started cracking at it. We started implementing a lot of these ideas. So in the first in 2012 and 2013, in the first two two years of Habitica, there was a lot of uh, new ideas and development in how to integrate this and you know make it look a little bit more like real life, like your avatar kind of represents who you are. And so it was a lot a lot of fun at that time. All right, cool. It sounds like a lot of people you know resonated with the idea and were really interested in it. How did people react to, I guess, how effective it was? Did people find it helpful to improve their habits? Um, yeah. So, so I, so me and my friends and everybody that I talked to definitely find it helpful. And I'll give you some anecdotal evidence there. But kind of the only evidence that I had in the early days was people emailing me and telling them specifically how it improved their life. One of the ones that really touched me was somebody said he quit smoking. And I know how hard it is because I'm, I'm an ex-smoker myself. I know how hard that is. That's, that is not something you just quit. Um, and so he emailed me, he said, I've been using your thing for, you know, about a year now and I'm done smoking. It's over. And I thought that was a very, very powerful, um, kind of piece of evidence. I mean, I personally, I still use it. Uh, I'm, I'm no longer with the company, but I use habit art, uh, every day. And yeah, it's, I, I, I don't think I'd be able to every day that I don't use it. Like when I'm on vacation and I check into the inn, which is a feature that allows you kind of d- disable habit rpg for as long as you need my habits just go to hell like i just go back to you know i have beers with everyone and i'm eating crap and i'm not exercising i stop reading and and it's because it's not just because i'm on vacation it's because of habit like every once in a while i'll feel like okay you know i think i could try a day and i'll check out of the end i'll reactivate it while i'm on vacation and you know everything goes back up so i find i think it's a very useful tool yeah that's great Yeah, I use it myself, and it's definitely been helpful for me. One of the main problems I have with most organization or task apps, they're really intimidating with the idea of keeping track of all of my habits, setting my goals, keeping track of everything I'm doing. It ends up being a lot of work to track all those things. So that's really intimidating for someone like me it just feels like a lot of work added on to what I already have to do. But with Habitica, it's great because now I have a reward for keeping track of things. I have an incentive and it kind of eases me into the idea of staying organized and keeping track of things. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Um, one of the aspects that I think is valuable about it, Habit RPG is... The way that so so it's 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 a complex system. It's extri- you were talking about that sometimes you uh, jump into these task trackers and they're a little bit too complex. Habit RPG is extremely complex towards the upper levels. One of the things that we made a big effort to do was um, that you have to unlock 
features as you go. Um, so in the early levels, it's very simple. You got a character. He gets, he's got health and experience. Bam, that's it. Increase the experience and reduce damage to the health. And so you can add any amount of habits, dailies, to-dos, and rewards that you want right out the get-go. Maybe one of each or just one daily, for example. People, I think, generally tend to find dailies to be the most valuable of the, th- of the th- uh, three types of tasks. And it doesn't you know, push you to add too many things. It doesn't uh, tell you not to add too little. Just, just uh, experiment for a bit. See how it works for you. And then as you progress... You know, as you tick off your dailies and plus some habits and you level up, it unlocks one little feature at a time. So initially you can start uh, buying some some armor and weapons. So it'll be like, okay, well, I've told you about custom rewards. You can buy, uh, you know, an hour of video game at the end of the day. But there's another little twist. You can use that gold to buy some new gear for your character. And at first it looks just cosmetic. It looks like it's okay. That's fun. Later on, it tells you, you know, like at a new level, it tells you, it's like, okay, by the way, that gear has some in-game value. It reduces damage to your health. Weapons increase damage to your, to your habits and, and dailies. And so it starts to unfold this very complex actual game structure over time. At level, I think it's level 10, you unlock the class system. You could be a mage, a healer, warrior, or a rogue. And they all have various spells that, you know, so first off, you just, you just choose a class, you know, that's just fun by itself. And then the next level says, by the way, your class, you know, you get spells as part of the class system. So each le- new level unlocks spells. And then eventually, uh, so you do that for a while. And then eventually it says, hey, by the way, why don't you join a group of people, a party, you will go on boss battles, you'll go on, you know, collection quests. And so it starts to become a real RPG, like uh, the further you progress in your dailies and habits, the more the thing becomes a, a real RPG, kind of rep- reminiscent of all the Super Nintendo classics and such. So I think I think it's valuable that it's not thrown at you all at once. But at the same time, there's not too little to so that you lose interest, you know, by the time you're level 10. It, it'll keep your interest activated over time. That's how video games work. They ease you in, especially RPGs. They drip in little bits of complexity, opening you up to more and more possibilities so that you can start out with something that's easily manageable. And then later on, you, you have a lot of different options a lot of different ways you can customize and optimize. And that's great. That's that's a great way to apply the RPG model to improving your own life. Yeah. Uh, and one thing we found was that it's j- kind of different strokes for different folks. Um, adding all these features over time, I think it maybe irked a lot of people initially. They're okay, keep it simple. You're going a little bit overboard, class system and spells and all these things. Um but I think that we, but I think that people adapted to it. What they, what we found is that different, different types of habit development strategies works better, work better for different people. So a lot of people were saying initially, you know, it's only going to be the positive reinforcement. The you know, plus, plusing habits gives you experience and gold, and you can buy new things. Some people thought initially that that is going to be the only thing that sticks that helps people improve their habits. But a lot of people at least verbally expressed to us anecdotally that that wasn't the case. For, for some people, it was the fear of losing health. And eventually, you lose all your health. You have 50 hit points. You lose all your health. You die. And there's, you, know, you don't go all the way back to the beginning, but there's some, there's some consequence. Like you lose one piece of gear. 
uh, you lose some gold, stuff like that. Well, we we unlock new and new, you know, more and more features over time as you play the game, and each feature comes with a new psychological strategy to improving your habits. So, so for example, one is you collect pets, kind of like Pokemon, and you evolve them. You know, there's this whole pet system where you you find pets randomly, or you find you find eggs and potions randomly. You combine them, they turn into a pet. You feed that pet, he turns into a, a mount. So it's kind of this a Pokemon style evolution system, and that's called stochastic rewarding, where the idea of a random reward is more enticing to some people to string them along than a, a known reward, which is evidently this whole world in psychology, uh, you know, as part of this uh, rewarding employees and all this stuff. I didn't even know about it until somebody emailed me. He said, I'm a, you know, I'm a psychology professor and I want you to know that I think that this pet system is going to be the only thing that works. <laughs> and that was one thing that we kept seeing. A lot of people had a hunch that something was the only thing that works, which goes to show that for them, that is their, you know, that is their stroke. And for me, the, the, th- the only thing that works is actually the, uh, the quest system. And so the way the quest system works is you join up with your friends you're in a party, you know, just like a, cl- a Super Nintendo party group of people, and you fight a boss. And so everything you do, you do all your positive habits, you hit the boss. You do all your negative habits, the boss hits you. But at the end of the day, it tallies all, all that damage, and the boss distributes those hits to your whole party. So you didn't just hit you, you just screwed, you know, you just messed it up for everyone. Um, and everyone's mad at you. You know, everyone's like, look, and they do, they get mad at you. Like if, 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 if you hit the whole party, like three hit points, nine hit points, you know, something small, and you've got a party of five, you wake up in the morning and everybody's hit points tally up. Uh, you getting, you're getting really close down to the bottom of your hit point bar. Um, and if that last person is like 34 damage and just kills everyone in the party, everyone's mad very mad so i'm obviously like i'm driven by team you know some sort of team playing mechanism like not wanting to bring the team down There's something something about the tribe biologically inscribed in my mind that makes that twist of the gamification angle work best for me so we found that for for everybody uh different features help them develop habits better than other features that's really cool how habitica now has kind of has something for everybody. It has an entry point for uh, different types of personalities and and different methods to hook people to to make new habits. I'm curious, did you, when you played games, did you find yourself playing playing habitually and maybe even playing and forming bad gaming habits? Yeah, I definitely was an addicted gamer. Uh, World of Warcraft was my poison. And I pulled one day, I pulled 16 hours on World of Warcraft. And I thought it was, you know, I thought it was like five hours, 16 hours. Um, So I think early on, I, you know, I knew that it wasn't just gaming, but I think gaming was probably the, the last straw that basically said, you know, you need to start changing your life. The interesting thing, though, is I think that the idea is inevitable, I had a lot of people email me afterwards saying, you know, I, I had some bright idea. I was going to create a habit tracker that played like a Super Nintendo role-playing game. And then I, you know, I start programming it. And then here I find it already exists. And like I said, there were, there were two competitors at the time anyway. They were not getting quite as much press. So they f- flew under the radar a little bit. 
But now there's just dozens of these things. And I don't think that people are just trying to, you know, ride a tailcoat. I think the idea is inevitable. It's, you know, for somebody who grew up playing video games, it's just this natural snap that happens in your mind and you just make this progression. So I think it fits perfectly. Gamified habit tracking systems. This is Chess from the Future. In this part, after uh, what he said, I kind of just rambled. Um, I didn't really have a solid question or anything, but I mentioned I mentioned something about gaming being gaming being a part of our future. And then Tyler started talking about something that I did not expect. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this little little philosophical nugget. Um, so I've, I'm actually switching away from uh, web development and mobile development into machine learning, which is a sub-branch of artificial intelligence. It's kind of the essence of artificial intelligence, I like to describe it. And artificial intelligence has a very prominent future or prominent role in the near future. I think you're going to see a lot more about AI in the, in the media and news. And the kind of the king of AI right now is comp- a subsidiary company of Google t- called DeepMind. And the way they do all their research is in video games. They train their artificial intelligent agent to develop through the history of video games. So originally it was playing Pong, you know, all the old classic games, and then it switched over to kind of Nintendo style games, then switched over to Super Nintendo, then upgraded to 3D and Nintendo 64, and then upgraded to Doom, and now it's playing GTA. And during its prog- during its progression... It learns new things um, and it's able to carry this information with it by way of something called transfer learning and apply that information actually to real world situations. So it looks like they're just dilly dallying playing games when in fact actually what's happening is they're learning a lot of stuff that they then turn around and look at the real world and then they can apply this information in ways maybe that apply to self-driving cars or to, to climate change or something like this. Games are surprisingly important in in human progress. I, I don't don't quote me on this, but I think the development of probability theory came out of in statistics, and statistics is one of the most important fields of mathematics. Probability theory, I, I think they say, came out of like trying to understand dice rolls or card card games specifically. To for the sake of games, you know what I mean? For like trying to cheat the game or trying to figure out how the games work. And I mean, you know, we, we've got games that represent war and strategy and all this stuff. I think there's something in the human brain that is tied to games as a way to come up with an analogy for life. We can come up with these analogies by way of gaming metaphors, and then we can use those for, for practical application. And I think that this, I think that gamified habit tracking comes naturally out of games like World of Warcraft, where you're sitting there grinding to develop your character. And you look at your, you know, you look at your hands, and you're like, what am I doing? Why don't I grind to develop me? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think, I think there's an inevitable aspect of tying games back to reality uh, that's in, in a very fundamental way. And, you know, gamified habit tracking is only the tip of the iceberg. You're going to see a lot of this more. Uh, I think more and more. There we go. That wraps up this interview. And I really can't think of a more interesting note to end it on. But that does not end the conversation about Habitica because I was so interested in figuring out how Habitica is working to help people and how it continues to evolve that I actually did another interview with a current member of the Habitica team 
is going to be in a bonus interview later this week. So that's it for this intelligence boost. I'll talk to you later in the week along with Leslie from Habitica. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.